This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Morena no mai kiti korero. Welcome to the catch-up on Manawatu People's Radio. Te reo irarangi o tangata o Manawatu. Uh, it's the new look catch-up uh, that we are uh, undergoing now. We've got uh, new guests coming in throughout the weeks and we've uh, moved some people around, including our guest today, Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotion. Good morning to you. Kia ora. Uh, normally on a Tuesday, now on a Monday. Um, so yeah, fresh out the gate, uh, ready for the new week. Um, and... It, it's been a while since we've talked, um, and the last time we talked, we were focusing on the celebrating business, mm-hmm. um, not awards. Um, that's a patronising way of putting it, but it, but it isn't. The point is, it's not about uh, necessarily acknowledging people's successes, but more about the resiliency mm. of the entire sector and the diversity and the innovation and the sustainability and um, lots of different things this year. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously, um, because events are not a thing, mm. uh, this is not an in-person event. This is going to be uh, a virtual event. Yes. So I think last time I, sk- I came in, I had just recorded it mm-hmm. with um, with our panel of um, awesome people, um, and that was fun. Cameras. You know, I mean, all of you are hearing my voice the way that I have to hear it when I'm watching it back to me, and um, you always sound different in your head. Uh, So that's, and I never realised how much I talk with my eyebrows. (laughs) Yes, yes, no, no. The the eyebrows do dance on occasion. Yes. (laughs) So that's going live this Friday. We're so excited because. Um, as Fraser just said, it's really sad that we can't hold events um, like we used to. Um, we are looking at different ways of doing that in the future. But um, this uh, celebrating business this year was really, really important to actually go ahead because we want to celebrate our mm-hmm. businesses. We want to acknowledge in, um, everybody that's doing some great stuff out there, um, the resilience, the innovation and all of the great things that were people were doing. And we couldn't just put that on hold. <laughs> it had to happen now. Unfortunately, it's about a month behind schedule, but uh, this Friday, 7 p.m., uh, go to our, um, our, f- our website, fielding.co.nz, or to our Facebook page, Fielding and District Promotion, um, or to our YouTube channel, Fielding and District Promotion, um, and watch us l- uh, pre-recorded but live at 7 o'clock. <laughs> a little bit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, yes, uh, this Friday, 29th, 7pm, uh, it will be going live. Do join in. Do celebrate the uh, the Manawatu businesses that have uh, made it through um, these very trying times. Um, speaking of um, events and, and the need to, to – oh, I'll, I'll contribute to the swear jar – pivot, uh, you have some rather interesting information. Information with regards to the Christmas parade, mm. which I would have naturally assumed, like every other bloody event that's ha- 
was going to happen at the moment would just be cancelled. Yeah. But you're not. No, we're not. Um, because it's important to be able to spread some cheer, yes. festive cheer, whether it's… Spread the, the cheer, not the virus. Spread the cheer, exactly, not the virus. And that was going to be an absolute nightmare if we did it in the square. Mm. So uh, typically every year we hold the Christmas carnival and parade in Manchester Square in Fielding, and it is massive. Mm. So it is the biggest parade in the region. And we, you know, we're not the biggest town, but nope. we, we really pull all stops. We can get up to 10,000 people um, infielding on those days. Um, so obviously under these new times and the, the traffic light system that was just rolled out um, as well, we can't do that no. um, in, in the normal way that we would normally do. So why not just change it up and, and try something different? So I'm very excited. So this is an exclusive. We haven't gone to any media yet. You are the first people to hear. We've partnered with Manfield. Um, uh, and who, who are involved every year anyway, because that's where the floats yeah, the, park the, up to the start. Floats, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they usually um, allow us to use their big green space at the front for all the, the floats to set themselves up. But this time we're really going to be shaking it up a little bit. Uh, and our floats, um, air quotes, mm-hmm. will now be stationary around the track at Manfield, socially distanced and all of the um, requirements that we need to do. And um, the public get to drive around the track and look at everything. So this was a way to get as many people to be able to enjoy it, um, be socially responsible, make mm. sure that everybody... Socially responsible in vehicles on a racetrack. Yes, with a pace car. Right. Definitely with a pace car. It will be at walking speed, don't <laughs> you worry. And we will have many, many volunteers. Hey, if you want to volunteer, please let me know because we will need help. Um, we will have marshals and make sure everybody is safe. <laughs> the, the, the field no and Christmas donuts. parade with uh, sustained loss of traction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, no, it's certainly a novel idea. I'm just trying to think of some of the things people experience at the Christmas parades. Obviously, you get a lot of uh, cheering and, and music mm. and frivolity and lollies. Yes. So we can't be throwing lollies obviously at cars Mm -hmm. that's very dangerous Mm. Um, so at the end of the parade uh, Santa will be at the end um, with some elves um, with their masks and all the rest of it or whatever we need to do at that time uh, handing a bag of lollies to every car at the end and also Santa's um, mailbox will be there as well so the kids can still write their letters to Santa and post their their mail at the end of the parade we will have bands Mm -hmm. so as you drive into Manfield in the main entrance on South Street there will be a band to welcome you um, and we will have entertainment and stuff to look at while you're driving through um, and the brass band and the pipe band and everybody else will be there and hopefully Kapahaka and all sorts of different groups will be stationed around so there will be still music and excitement and um festive cheer the 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 other thing would be the timing of the event because you know when people uh, get their floats together and think about what they're going to do on it you have to prepare for 20 minutes half an hour Mm. of engaging with the audience as as you pass them but the the audience is passing you now Mm. are you going to are are floats going to have to prepare for a longer duration they are um so our parade normally actually takes an hour to Mm. do the circuit Mm -hmm. so from manfield round fielding and back to manfield takes typically an hour so they may have to just expand that out a little bit to about two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just at the moment working through all the logistics of timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you now that the date will not be the Sunday, the 12th of December. Right. Because unfortunately, uh, Manfield have already uh, fully booked every weekend with motorsport because they're wow. doing that without spectators. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we could, just couldn't do that. Um, we're just 
tying up the dates at the moment, and as soon as we know, we will let you know, um, and it will be we will be publicising this everywhere. Oh yes, um, very good. Um, talking about all of this and what we can and can't do, we have been uh, on Friday. Uh, the, the government announced the new traffic light system. That's something that I'm sure you have digested over the weekend. Um, the public events are just not things that are going to happen anymore. Like the public spaces yeah. events are not yeah. going to be happening yeah. anymore. Are well, they? from from what I've just read, yeah, um, because um, as most people know, we pre-record this on Friday, yeah. and I've literally just had a look. Uh, it doesn't look like it because if you are going to do no limits for people, you need to have vaccine certificates. Um, once we get to the ninety percent, yeah rate of vaccine um, and how on earth do you check that at a public event? I mean, that's yeah. impossible. And, and this is, well, I mean, does that include like the market days? We're already uh, roping those off and make, maintaining uh, social distancing. So, yeah. whew, it, it, good it, question. It, it, it's yeah. very ambiguous. It's very confusing. And, um, and we've talked a lot on this show over the last couple of years about how we've been so impressed with the government's um, communication around COVID, especially last year, this year. I'm just confused. Mm. I don't know. And your job's <laughs> and my to job support. is to try yeah. and my job is trying to um, absorb all of the information and then get it out to everyone in a, in, in layman's terms. And, and I'm really confused. Mm. So um, I'll try if you have questions. <laughs> I will try to help. Um, but we'll leave I will, that for the next edition of the catch yeah, up when we've had a chance yep, to digest absolutely. it properly. But I will be. If you do have actually specific questions, please let me know because I will go back to my friends in the government d- departments and actually try and get some clarity. Because mm. when you go on websites, sometimes you can get contradictory advice. Oh, so yes. let's um, do fire through questions, and I will try my best to, uh, to help get the answers. What we do know is that this new framework isn't going to be coming around anytime soon because mm. we have to achieve ninety percent uh, mm. vaccination rates in the mid central. DHB because it's it's going to be broken up by DHBs now so it's it it, it's still touch and go whether we're going to have a Christmas or not really is it well we're going to have a Christmas but it's not going to be a fun one no well we won't I mean that's why we were making sure Mm. with the Christmas parade we were planning for the worst hoping for the best and so that's why we decided to move it to Manfield because we had a we knew you know realistically even though my crystal ball is totally broken. We did know we weren't going to be at, at a normal level one mm. or at normal life by December. Yeah. There was going to be some restrictions. And so we wanted to make sure, you know, we're a small team. We've got limited resources. We wanted to make it very fair that everyone knew well in advance what was happening, um, that we could get buy-in from the public. And we didn't want to be switching at things mm. at the last minute. So that's why we've done it this way, thankfully, because this just kind of reiterates why. Next year is going to be Interesting. Mm. Um, and of course, as, as I said, in order to get to this new framework, we have to get to 90%. We are not there yet, no. and I don't think we will be by Christmas. Um, and and I've, even, I've, I've even asked people and, and not got, in my opinion, satisfactory response with regards to, well, what happens if we just don't get to 90? Mm. Uh, or even if we do get to 90 and we just open the floodgates, the, all the uh, hospitals are going to be overrun. Auckland, D, Auckland DHB are trying to yeah. hire another 40 nurses. And because of immigration being what it is, they're just poaching them from other DHBs, really, or getting people with the greatest of respect who have left the industry and mm. may return and be a bit rusty. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, rusty staff in an emergency room is possibly not the, the best thing. It's, it's not a good situation, I don't think, but I don't want to fear monger. We'll see how no. we do. How are the vaccine rollouts happening, uh, going in fielding? Because um, we, we've heard that, you know, the, the issue now is the hyper-rural communities that 
may not be vaccine hesitant, but certainly don't want to go to the big smoking and, mm. and get the vaccine mm. because that's where the COVID is. Mm. Mm. That's our problem um, all through the country mm. is reaching those isolated and vulnerable communities. Mm. And um, I think... The, and they go hand in hand. They, go, they do go hand in hand. I think um, Mid-Central Health has actually done quite a good job. Oh, wow. Um, they... You know, our rates comparative to the rest of the lower North Island are mm. higher. Mm-hmm. They're still not high enough no. and if we're wanting to get to this magical 90% number. Um, our our Pacifica rates are really good. Our Māori rates are still low but better than the rest of the country. Um, so those are all things we're trying to, to, you know, change. We want people to come and not be scared. but But we need everybody to work together to promote where the vaccine clinics are. Mm-hmm. So Manfield have done a fabulous job with Fielding Healthcare, the Manawatu District Council. Pioneering. Oh, just awesome. Um, and we've had thousands and thousands of people through there. My family, we all went through there. It was just easier. We're all in one car, four of us, bam, done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thank you, Manfield, and thank you, Fielding Healthcare and um, Manawatu District Council and Mid-Central Health for doing that. It's just all of those little pop-up other ones that are happening around, like at the farmer's market. Please let people know and let us promote it. So um, I was there on Friday morning uh, and we actually gave some vouchers um, to the people that were that were administering the vaccines to say thank you to the people yep. that were um, getting vaccinated. Um, but the last time they were there, I did a Facebook Live and got more people down. This time I asked if I could do a Facebook Live and I was told, no, we're going to do it ourselves. Okay. Now, we've got 10,000 followers on social media. It's, it's easier little, to ask for forgiveness than permission. I know. Wendy. Well, normally that's the way I fly. <laughs> but hey, I thought I'd be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a little bit disappointing because, you know, 10,000 people follow mm. us. Mm-hmm. So we could have actually reached a whole lot more people. Yeah. And um, I was down there for an hour and we gave 15 vouchers to the farmer's market. By the end of the hour, they still hadn't given away 15. So mm. come on, guys. Let's actually utilise our networks. That's what we're here for. My Our job, fielding and district promotion. Yeah. That is what we do. We promote what is happening in the district. So, well, What's your thinking on uh, incentivising, or as I prefer to say, bribing people to get the vaccine? It seemed to work on Super Saturday. It does work, but it's setting a precedent that it worries is. me that the next pandemic that rolls around, which will come, yeah, we, will. we all know that it's going to come, well, everyone's just going to hang back, aren't they, and go, well, I, I wouldn't mind a $50 grocery voucher. I'll just hang back a bit and get that. Um, I think they need to figure out why they're targeting and, and mm. incentivizing and who they're trying to do it for. Mm. So um, incentivizing young people is the best way of parenting people. You know, mm. like we all know, bribe the kid, oh, yeah. get them to do what you want. So I think for the Aorangatahi, that's a really good idea. But for the general public, you know, for you and I, really, mm. just get it done. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind a $50 grocery voucher, though. Even a sausage sizzle. Um, would a be sausage nice. sizzle would have been nice. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, I do agree. <laughs> um, we are here with Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotion. Remember, if you want to listen to this edition of the Catch Up or indeed previous editions, just head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch up. Of course, we are here at eight thirty every weekday morning here on NPR. Um, I saw the email on Friday from uh, Fielding District Promotion uh, encouraging people to contribute feedback to the Manawatu District Council uh, Fielding Town Centre Redevelopment Mm. Plan. Um, There's a lot to digest in that, but Mm. one is that there's going to be a a quadrant system. I'm not going to say that's been stolen from Palmerston North, but it does seem awfully familiar. Well, we've already had a quadrant system since the beginning of the square, which is forever and ever and ever since, Mm -hmm. well, not for, you know, Mm -hmm. since Fielding was 
settled, yep. there's always been a quadrant system. And we actually all in locally call them the quadrants. Okay. So we're not stealing it from Palmerston North. Maybe they stole it from us. Hey? Oh. Just saying. But um, they do want to do a bit more redevelopment of the square, which mm-hmm. is fantastic because – most days when you go past, if you walk or drive around the square, there's nobody utilising the space. No, and it doesn't come across as a square, no. ironically. No, it, it comes it's, across it's like, as a giant roundabout. Yes. Yeah. It's a circle. Yes, it is a giant roundabout. And so um, obviously every Friday on the the brick quadrant, mm-hmm. we have the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Um, and across the road on the grass, sometimes things happen there, but, you know, typically not a lot. And that's where uh, Fielding District Promotion used to be. It used to be on the corner, yeah, yeah it tucked away in the old information centre. Um, so uh, I'll let everyone d- gather their own opinions, mm-hmm. um, but we do need feedback. And also there's also another section of that around the library. So um, for a few years now there's been talk about library redevelopment and fielding because earthquake-prone building, mm-hmm. but also um, future-proofing the, the space for our growing population because – when I moved to Fielding in the mid-90s, there were about um, 8,000 people, yep. and now we're up to nearly 18,000 people. And with um, 1,700 more houses going out Farrison Road, we're growing hugely, very quickly, and so we need to make sure we're future-proofing. So there's a um, a proposal there to build some townhouses, yeah. which is interesting. It's, yeah, that, that's what I thought. <laughs> um my my personal main, and this is just my opinion, and it's no not out of the opinion of FDP or anyone else, but my opinion is we have a real parking problem in fielding mm-hmm. um, because we are, we have free parking, which is fantastic. But I am a little bit concerned that, that we're not looking at actually adding any parking for the so, for that so, so area. So in, and as you said, you know the population is skyrocketing. Yes, and so that's my main concern with that idea. I do like the idea of having um, people living closer to the centre of the of the town because mm-hmm. um, you just get more people around. It's more vibrant if there's people there. Um, so that's great. And um, the old New World on the corner of Warwick and Ferguson Street is going to be redeveloped into townhouses by mm-hmm. a private um, developer, which is fantastic uh, because it's been sitting there empty for a while now. What's happening in the other supermarket? Uh, it used to be right price. Yeah, What's happening so that's been, um, that's been leased by, I don't know the company's name, but by a construction company that is doing a lot of work at Ohakia, mm-hmm. and they're using it to build and store frame Oh, okay. Um, building frames. So great that it's being used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and hey, everyone. I saw there was a bit of excitement when people saw that it was yeah. leased. Were, oh, are we getting another supermarket? No. Or, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but hey, everyone, you do know that you can park in the right price car park, hey? Can like, you? Yes, and you always have been able to. So it's not fenced off. For those of, of us that work in the CBD, mm. please mm-hmm. just go off and park somewhere else yeah. you know don't park in front of someone else's business because it's free parking um the, you know the customers can't find car parks if you drive around town on a wednesday um the streets aren't really that busy with foot traffic no. but there's no blooming car parks yeah. so i have witnessed go, this walk down, and now that the, the weather is kind of finding up um Go down and park in right price and mm. walk down to your work. That would be great, thanks. Um, so, yeah, you've got the, uh, the the quadrants themes. You've got the market square, uh, the remembering square, the water and play square and the natural square. Um, also talking about – now, where was it? Because I want to get this right. Yes, Hobson Street becoming a slow vehicle movement slash mm. easy walking street. Mm. This is council speak. Um, <laughs> what, 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 do you know what the proposal – are they just talking about widening the pavement, making it one way? What, what's, what's the plan there? 
Uh, and which one is Hobson Street, actually? Hobson Street is the one that runs between Marquino yep. Stream and the library. Oh, okay. So it's that little street. At the moment, it's got um, the skate park is on the corner. Yep. Uh, and, and the pool and everything is on one side of the stream. stream yep. And then there's the street and then there's the library and there's an engineering firm and a uh, mechanics. And so what, what, why, why would you want to – I mean, that's not a high traffic, high visibility, high retail – Space. Why? Why would you change Hobson Street to be slow vehicle movement and an easy walking street? Well, they they have got on that plan, which I can't actually see in front of me at the moment. But they do have some townhouses. So, oh, of course, right? Yes. So, if the they're wanting to make it, there, we want you. to make our town as um, pedestrian friendly as possible. Yeah. Uh, so, I think that's encouraging people just to not be using that as a thoroughfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know, so is yeah. this this is what they're meaning by the Makino precinct then mm. incorporating the pool, the skate park, Hobson Street, mm-hmm. the library redevelopment, mm. townhouses. All of this is mm. going to be the Makino precinct. Mm. Is that what they're yes. getting at? Yes. Right. See, that makes uh, uh, sense. Um, I, I do love uh, in this email. I have to say, and I know it came from fe- uh, from Fielding and District Promotion, but um, using action as a verb is, as I, I think, an awesome one. Have you got any feedback on actioning the plan? Uh, <laughs> then do get in touch with uh, Manawatu District Council. Um, it'll be on their website, uh, a yes. link to it. I'm pretty sure you can phone them up and tell them what you think, good or bad mm. as well, and that will be documented. Um, but this is part of uh, much wider conversations uh, around the, the, the town centre redevelopment because of all the earthquake-prone buildings and, and how all that's going to be managed. So I'm assuming there'll be discussion around that as well. Uh, I would hope so. Um, there has been so there's been lots and lots of town meetings over the last few years with building owners, with retail businesses and hospitality because they had to identify where the priority thoroughfares were yep. because that dictated who had to actually get to work on their buildings. Yeah, or not. and within seven and a half years, mm. and it's been a year and a half. Yeah, so they've got six years left to go. Mm-hmm. We have had quite a lot of buildings actually already strengthened. So. Um, so hopefully they keep moving with that. But the hard thing with this redevelopment that I'm getting feedback from the, the businesses is can you please hurry up and make up your mind what you want it to look like so that we can get on with fixing our buildings? Yeah. Because we want to know whether you want our buildings to look like they do or can we bowl them? Can we do something different? You know, What do you want? Hurry up. Yeah. Um, because if they've only got now six years left to go and this has been dragging on the town centre refresh for quite some time mm-hmm. – um, just, just hurry up and make a decision. And also, I, I don't know, I don't know how much money they've got to pay yeah. for these things. So, not a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, I, I have um, worked for council in the past. I understand how hard their job is. Like, and they never ever uh, um, have masses of fans from the in the public. But they do an amazing job, and they try their best. And mm. what they're doing now is trying to be forward thinking. Um, but every the, the the main problem we have is people are very quick to complain, mm-hmm. but very very slow to actually put a submission in. Yeah. So if you really want to have a say, this is what our civic duty is. If you want to have a say, then have a say. Don't just moan about it on some private Facebook page That's or to not your the friends. Same thing. It's not. It's the same thing as you can't complain if you don't vote. Well, you can't complain if you don't put in a submission. So if you have strong views or even not strong views, you you support it or whatever it is. Put a submission in. It can be three lines. Yeah. 
I uh, want to uh, mention what I think is uh, one of the best kept secrets in fielding insofar as I didn't know how good it was but during the school holidays I took my children to the Coach House oh, Museum yes. um, I'll admit out of desperation wanted to do something and went, well, we like um, Te Papa when we go to Wellington so it's a museum, we'll go to a museum and Spirit of accountability, uh, my daughter acknowledged, uh, as did I, and I think one of my sons did as well, we all thought it was possibly going to be a bit naff, mm. but it would be something to do, so we went and did it. Mm. It's brilliant! It is! Yes! Yay! I, I was, <laughs> we were thoroughly impressed. My yeah. 16-year-old daughter even sat in the coach wow. with the, the virtual coach ride. Have you done that? Yes, I have. Oh, it, yes, of course uh, I have. <laughs> you know, something that I would never have thought she would have done, but she did it. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Mm, no, it, it is definitely a little hidden secret, which is bizarre because it's been there forever. Yeah. It did used to be down Bowen Street, so at the moment, now the Central Archives are in the old building. Mm -hmm. It was there for a long, long, long time. But um, that place is run by volunteers. Yep. So they have one staff member who yep. works part-time, and then they have this huge network of mostly retired people yep. that volunteer and work there yep. and put it together and build things and collect and Repair and they've got a and wicked sense of humour as oh, well because yes. at the very back end it's just a sea of John Deere tractors from throughout the ages and a cheeky little grey Massey Ferguson in the corner <laughs> going, hello, I'm here as well. But no, all the, the, when you've, I, I don't want to spoil it for people. You need to go and see it yourself. But when you first go in and see all the, the history of settlement and, and the pioneering that went on with the acknowledgement, and I like this, of uh, Manafenua and mm. their place. And, and, you know, we didn't do everything right when we came here. And that's the greatest understatement of the century. But it's all laid out there. Mm. Uh, and then you go and see basically the tools of, of the, the, the mm. settlement and the land. It is fantastic. Well worth a visit. Well done to all the volunteers there. Um, we are pretty much out of time. Just a reminder though um, this Friday the 29th celebrating business um, is the, the videos are going live at 7 o'clock mm -hmm. across Facebook, website, YouTube. Yep. Um, make sure you uh, embrace the, the festivities, shall I say. You know, pour yep. yourself something with some bubbles in. Yes. Maybe put a nice frock on, why not? <laughs> um, and, uh, and and celebrate the resilience of business in Manawatu over the past year because it's, well, two years because it, yeah. it just didn't happen last right. year. Um, yeah, because uh, they've, oh God, they've gone through the mill, haven't they? They have. They have, yes. So please do, um, and uh, laugh at my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> the dancing eyebrows of Wendy Carr, leaving us on the catch-up this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. And remember, if you want to listen to this or previous editions of the catch-up series, head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch-up. Also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll be back tomorrow at half past eight for another edition. Bye for now. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.